Uh, good morning, church. It's me again. Uh, as you can notice, that Pastor Carl is not there, and that we had the privilege to stand here today with a lot of fear and trembling to share with you the Word of God. Um, as you know, the, busy, the week was extremely busy for me. Uh, extremely busy. I was here on Monday with my uh, junior high, which I love a lot, when I received a call that I was supposed to be at the hospital in 15 minutes because the baby will be there. Now I had a choice to get the ticket, to get there dead, or to get there alive. Uh, I decided to get there alive. And I got there 15 minutes, I maybe 10 minutes late, because it took me about 25 minutes to get there. By Monday, 7.09, my baby Olivia was born. And then I bless God for that. Thank you. Thank you for all your prayers and thank you for your support. As I was saying that when we we're doing the communion, yes, this is not my second baby, but this is my last one. And then we just done. And then we bless God. Someone told me that, patient, you don't have a boy. I said, thank you. You can have one for me. Uh, that's, that's great instead. Yes, we bless God. And as you know, we are in this series of uh, getting to know Jesus. Um, we are running the book of Mark. And we've been in the book of Mark chapter 1 with Pastor Carl. And I think I covered chapter 8 a couple of weeks ago. And if you don't know, the book of Mark have only 16 chapters. That means Pastor Carl will be here next week, standing at this place to close the book of Mark. And we learn a lot about the kingdom of God by doing this. But the, book, the chapter 15 of the book of Mark that we're going to cover today have about 70, no, 47 verses, but we're going to cover just a couple of them because we cannot do all of them. That's going to be almost impossible. Where I'm going to be reading and we can start. The Bible says very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law and the whole Sanhedrin made their plan. So they bound Jesus, led him away and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of Jews? Asked Pilate, you have said so, replied Jesus. Jesus replied. You know, uh, I was thinking about this plan. I get it on, on, online. And as we know, that is the blueprint. I think the majority of people at this place, we have an idea about this is a blueprint of the house. But how many people can really read that and they tell us how the house is going to look, how the ceiling is, how tall the ceiling is going to be, how big your room is going to be? I don't think so. I think maybe 2% of people, maybe BJ, have an idea about what's going on here. Even myself, by watching this, I was like, where's my room? And how big it's going to be? I don't even know what 12 times 11 mean. I just see bedroom two. Why is bedroom one? I have no idea. I don't even know where's the garage. What is even worse is when I get to this, I have an idea now. Now I can read that. I didn't even know when it was here. I didn't even know that it was... Well, you have another level. I thought that you were just a normal house. But when we get here, oh, this is the garage. Now I see. I see the door. I see the windows. And now I have a little bit an idea. Why I'm saying that is because this is how the plan of the kingdom looks for us, for many of us. Sometimes when we look at the plan of the kingdom, we look at it this way. And we have no idea what God, what God is doing. No idea. We say, wait, God, what? What is this? Until we get here, we say, oh, now I see. 
And this is exactly what we're going to be doing today. But I'm going to ask you to really remember this part at the end of the sermon. Because this is very, very important. These two pictures of the plan, this one, the plan of the house, and how the house is going to look like. Now, we get here. When we get to chapter 15, the Bible starts with something. Mark starts with this sentence, in the morning. The reason is why Mark is starting with in the morning is because of this. Because Jesus Christ was on trial the next, last night. As you know that on Thursday night, Jesus was arrested. And then he, bring, he went to be, he went to the higher priest's homes and he was on trial. That's why Mark started to chapter 15 by saying in the morning. But my question for you is going to be, who's really on trial here? Jesus or the higher priest? We're going to compare the two. We're going to take the fact, and we're going to see really who's on trial. You know that the United States is the oldest democracy in the world. That means the police officer cannot just show up in your house, and they tell you, I feel like I need to arrest you. Or you look like you've been uh, arrested. It doesn't make any sense. Even if you, they don't have all the proof, they need to have at least an idea about the crime that you committed before you've been arrested. But we realize that in the case of Jesus, it was completely opposite. That means they arrested Jesus first. Now they start to look for reason why we need to condemn him. That means they didn't have any reason to arrest him, but they just decided to arrest him so we can start looking for a reason. So they start calling some witnesses to come to see if really Jesus needs to be arrested. But even the way they did it, they violated their own laws. As you know, the Jew culture was a country, they have a lot of laws. And a part of the laws, I'm going to mention maybe four or five of them. One of them, nobody can be arrested at night. This is one of them. But you and I, we agree that Jesus was arrested on Thursday night. One of them, nobody can be arrested during the festival. You and I, we agree that Jesus was arrested on Passover festival. One of them is everybody needs to be judged, but at a temple. But you and I, we can agree that Jesus was actually judged where? At the higher priest's house. That means nobody can be arrested on a Sabbath day. They respect Sabbath day. They cannot even open the fridge because they cannot see the light coming out. They cannot walk more than one mile. But they arrested Jesus during the Sabbath. That means they violated their own laws just to arrest Jesus. Now the question is, on who's on trial? You understand that they violated their own laws, that their conscience was not even clean. That means they were facing their own try by doing what was just evil. Why? Because they want to arrest Jesus. But when they arrested him, they started looking for witnesses. The people that they can testify against Jesus, and that they could not find no one, but they finally asked him a question. By the way, one of the law also found out it was the higher priest cannot judge anybody. The higher priest cannot ask questions. He needs to sit and they just observe so he's going to bring his judgment. But we know that Caif, he was the one actually asking questions. And he asked one of them. The question was, are you the Messiah? This was the only answer that Jesus, the only question that Jesus asked on that day. Yes, I am. So there's no read for us. We need to kill you now because you're calling yourself the Messiah. But because Rome was over Israel by that time. That means Israel was under the slavery of a Roman people. The Roman people took away their right of penalty, capital penalty. That means they could not kill nobody. For them to do so, what they need, they need the approval of Pilate. 
So Pilate will condemn Jesus so Pilate can crucify Jesus. Now think about this. You know why they condemn Jesus? Because Jesus called himself the Messiah. Because he was the Messiah. But when they went to Pilate, they changed. Check what they told Pilate. This guy is calling himself the king of Jew. And he encouraged people do not pay taxes. You and I, we agree that they were lying. You know why? Because Jesus said, pay to Caesar what belonged to Caesar. And Jesus never told them that he was the king of Jew, the way they were saying that. But he opened my eyes in something. I love politicians, but I don't like politics. Why? Because the politician, they will tell you everything you want to hear just to vote them. When they got your vote, they will do their own agenda. This is exactly what they did with Pilate. They told Pilate what they want Pilate to listen to. What Pilate to hear. Because if they told Pilate, this guy is calling himself a Messiah, Pilate said, I don't care if he's a Messiah. What that have to do with Rome? What that have to do with Caesar? Jesus to call himself a Messiah. If Jesus said, I'm going to destroy the temple and they build it in three days, Pilate said, I don't care about your temple. By the way, I'm looking for another land to build a park. Destroy that if you want to. That means Pilate doesn't really care about all of them. That's why they speak the language of Pilate by telling him this. This guy is calling himself what? The king of Jew. Why? Because there was no two rooms for there was no room for two kings. Pilate knows only Caesar as a king. He doesn't need, he doesn't want somebody else to be called as a king. But you know, when you read that in the book of Mark. Mark said that Pilate went to Jesus and asked Jesus a simple question. Are you the king of Jew? Because Pilate now is on trial too. Huh? The question was, are you the king of Jew? He answered, yes, I am. This is only the way Mark said, because Mark just gave us a short version of the conversation between Jesus and the Pilate. But John gave us more details. The details was what? Pilate asked Jesus a question. Are you the king of Jew. Jesus answered, yes, I am. But, the but was the most important. My kingdom is not of this world. Jesus didn't say that my kingdom is not in this world, but he said my kingdom is not of this world. In another way, I'm the king, but I didn't come to take the place of Caesar. I'm the king, and my power is not because people vote me for four years. I'm the king because I come from heaven. I have the power from my dad. I came to, sit, to set free my people. I didn't come to take a political kingdom here or to do those kind of things related with politics. This is what exactly is telling Pilate in this place. And the Pilate just realized one thing. Well, that's true. In that case, this guy is not a danger for us. He's not a danger for Rome. There's no need for me to condemn this guy. There's no need for me to arrest him. But the Bible added that the higher priest continue to add accusation over Jesus. More and more and more and more. They're accusing Jesus of many other things. But the Bible mentioned that Jesus decided to keep silent. I really love it. Do you know that Jesus was just holy? He was innocent. But on that day, when they took Jesus to Pilate, because Pilate was the supreme court, that means he was the judge who's supposed to decide if Jesus is going to die or not. But Jesus, knowing that he was innocent, he decided to keep silent. Why? If on that day Jesus started to defend himself, Pilate will set him free. Pilate said, go home. You're actually free. Because I don't see nothing wrong with you. But Jesus, because of the love that he has for you and me, he decided to keep silent. Think about it. Think about you being a boss. 
And then you're asking questions to your employee, and he doesn't just answer you. Just look at you like this. Think about you being a parent, talking to your kids, and they give him a story, asking questions, just look at you like this. I think you'll slap him, man. What's going on with you? I'm talking to you, you look at me this way. This is exactly what Pilate did. He didn't say, Jesus did. He didn't say anything. He didn't answer any other question from Pilate. But what I love about that, when you check that in your Bible, the Bible says Pilate was amazed. Instead of getting upset, he was amazed of the silence of Jesus. He said, but those people, they're accusing you about many things. You have nothing to say? Yes, I have nothing to say because I came for death. I love those people. I love them so much that if I start to say things here, I'm going to find myself not guilty. But I want to be guilty. Now, Pilate was on trial. Why? Because now Pilate needed to make a decision. The decision was, I'm going to release Jesus or I'm going to condemn him, even though I know that this guy is just innocent. Instead of doing that, Pilate did one thing. The Bible said every year, Pilate was releasing one person any criminal that exists, you come and ask the Jew people, who do you want me to release? They will choose whatever they want to, he's going to release that person. Even if he's a rapist, a criminal, whatever that person is, if they choose him, they can release him. But check what the Bible says. He wanted, he wanted to satisfy people. He wanted to please people, and he decided, he offered them Jesus to be crucified. You know, I stopped there by for a second, and I asked myself a question. How many times we want to please our ego and we crucify Jesus. How many times do we want to please our flesh? We crucify Jesus. How many times do we want to please our kids? We crucify Jesus. Do you think about that? How many times you do the things that you're not supposed to do, but you're doing that by crucifying Jesus just because you want to please people around you? Pilate was on trial because Pilate can see that Jesus was innocent. He said, I have nothing against this person. By the way, my wife sent me a message already telling me do not get involved with this. I don't know. For some reason, women, they have just that ability to feel things. I don't know how. I'm sorry, but I know that my wife is following me online, but try to not make her feel. But she's 99% of the time right. I don't know how they do that, but Yes. She's just right many times. But you know, sometimes just because of my ego, I prefer to crucify Jesus. The Pilate has the power. He has the right on that day to say, you know what? Jesus, you are innocent. Go home. But the Bible said because he wants to satisfy people. And asking yourself how many times you want to satisfy yourself and you don't even manage the money that God gave you properly. Do you know that God has only one responsibility? is to bless us. But our responsibility is to manage the blessing. But remember at the end of time, it's gonna ask you a question. What did you do with the kids that I bless you with? What did you do with the money that I bless you with? What did you do with the time that I bless you with? But you know what we do the majority of the time? Yes, we try to please people by crucifying Jesus. By crucifying Jesus. This is what's happening with Pilate here. He said, I'm free, I don't know what to do. And the Pilate gave the people now. Humanity was also on trial. Because now the question was, I will bring you two people. I'll bring you Barabbas and I'll bring you Jesus. Now I put you, the humanity, on trial because you need to make a choice. But check the resume of those two people. One, the resume of Jesus. He was God. 
He was the son of God. He came from heaven. He has a billion of angels singing of, for his glory. But he lost himself by taking a human condition. He came on flesh, on earth, walking on the road of Palestine, touching people. Do you know that that's amazing that Mark is talking about it? Let me stop by there for a second. You know that in the Jew culture, when somebody was sick, when somebody was uh, having some problem, he cannot talk, he cannot walk, he cannot do all of this, you cannot touch that person. Because if you touch the person, you become unclean. You need to go home for seven days. You cannot touch nobody. And when you go home, don't touch your wife, don't touch your kids. For seven days. It's like a COVID today, but in Jesus' time. You were just around some people that they may have COVID and you may stay at home for 10 days. Even though we don't know if you have it or you don't have it, just stay home. This is exactly what the Jew people, they were doing. They were there. That means you touch somebody. But I love the way Jesus was doing miracle. Jesus was not telling just people, you are here. Jesus was not telling people, you get clean. No. The Bible says he has compassion to pray for people. He touched them and they released them. That means he was touching even the unclean people. Just to show them some love. Do you know that some people, they just need a hug? We're living in a society where people become so selfish. Some people, they just need your hug. Hey, how are you? Some people, they can go to work for a week and nobody just asks them that question. But Jesus was so full of compassion that he was touching people, loving them. But now we have the resume of Barabbas, a criminal. He killed somebody. That's why he was in a prison. Now they put the humanity on trial because they need to choose between Jesus and the Barabbas. But you know what was so amazing? This is the choice that they need to make. The choice that they need to make it was between Jesus Christ and the Jesus Barabbas. If you don't know, Barabbas, his first name was also Jesus. Jesus was a popular name in that time. They have a choice, and the Barabbas means the son of the father. Now we have Jesus Christ, the son of God, and the Jesus, and the Jesus Barabbas, the son of father, and then we need to make a choice. And you guys know, if you've been in the church just for six months, you have already an answer who the people chose. They chose Barabbas. No, you know, that was so amazing for me to see that, whoa, I thought there's no choice here. All of us, were supposed to choose Jesus. For some reason, no, they didn't. They chose Barabbas. You know why? Because they prefer to choose the Jesus that look like them. We do that a lot. We don't want Jesus Christ. We need a Jesus who look like us. By the way, we need a Jesus who's worse than us. So it's going to make us feel a little bit good, you know. Uh, that's great. Uh, I'm a drunk about you. you. You're worse than me. That means I prefer you. You know that. When we go to church, we, we try to find the people that they, they, they are worse than us, even though they are Christian. So it makes our conscience feel like we're doing something right. How many Jesus that we're choosing in our life over Jesus Christ? How many of them? The Jesus that they look like us. The Jesus that they make us feel good, not condemn us. The Jesus that they don't tell us the truth. We don't want those type of Jesus. We want the Jesus that, you know, you can be somehow. I know how many people they don't want to come to this church particularly. Because they don't want to hear the truth. Thinking that the past is so mean when they say the truth. Well, that's not the case. It's just the truth. And the people, the humanity have a choice on that day. They have the choice to choose between Jesus Barabbas and the Jesus Christ. That choice is being presented to you every single day of your life. Everywhere you go, you have a choice to make. Between Jesus Christ 
or just a Barabbas. Or you need to make a choice. If you can please God or to please your ego or to please yourself and they're crucifying Jesus. And then they told the humanity was on trial. In the many areas of our life, we are still on trial where we need to choose between. But they told, the Bible said that they go shouting and screaming. They said, we want Barabbas, not Jesus. We don't want Jesus Christ, we want Barabbas. And the Pilate was so amazed by that. He said, that's crazy. Why are you choosing a criminal over somebody that fed you with bread and fish? Why? But you know that the question why, even though English is not my first language, I know that when they ask you why, it's because. This is how they answer the question. But no, they didn't answer the question by because. All they answered was crucify him. No, Pilate was saying, okay, fine, I'm not Jew. I don't want to get involved with a Jew stuff, but I'm trying to understand why you guys choosing a criminal over a guy who did a lot of good things among you guys. The answer was crucify him. That was the answer. Now, let's go back to the blueprint that I show you. You know, I was thinking about this, and I said, I'm going to present you the two tribes that the humanity been with. The first one was the high priest who actually violated all the laws just to arrest Jesus without no reasons. The second one was Peter, we was Pilate, who actually took Jesus, and they found him not guilty, but he didn't have the power to release him, even though he has all the power to set Jesus free. The third one was the humanity who was there. He's supposed to make a choice between Jesus Christ and the Jesus Barabbas. For some reason, they chose Jesus Barabbas. But I have a good news for you today. The good news is, for humanity, since he's been a humanity, it was the first time that humanity made the right choices. The choice of choosing Barabbas, it was actually the perfect choice that humanity is supposed to make. As a human being, we don't get it. But you understand that if Jesus didn't die on the cross, you and I will never be saved. We are saved today. We've been called the children of God because Christ was crucified on the cross. And that, for that to take place, everybody's supposed to choose Barabbas. Because if they chose Jesus on that day, Pilate will set Jesus free. You and me, we're going to continue to be in a prison of sin and sin today. For that day, they make the right choice by choosing Barabbas. They think that they were choosing Barabbas. The truth is they were crying for their own salvation. Humanity was crying for their salvation. We're crying for our freedom. We're crying. We say, God, can you set us free? By choosing Barabbas, we are actually asking for Christ to die on the cross. Why? Because Christ was the perfect lamb of God. I want you to know one thing. The lamb on the due time, he was supposed to be checked by three people. Three group of people need to check the lamb to see if the lamb was perfect to be crucified for the forgiveness of sin. But did you notice one thing? Jesus being the perfect lamb of God, he was checked by three group of people. The higher priest, they check him. They found that he was perfect. No fault, no blame, but they said, we're going to crucify him. They took him to Pilate. Pilate looked at him and said, you are not guilty, but I don't have a choice. You need to be crucified. They took him to the humanity. Humanity looked at him and remember that he did a lot of good things to us, but we need to crucify you. Why? Because you were the perfect lamb of God that's supposed to die on that day for the forgiveness of our sin. I love the book of John. John said that in the beginning, God loves, loves the world, that he gave us one and only son. 
there was only one son of G God, what it was Jesus. But because of the death of Jesus, God, they have so many kids today. You and I, because the Bible said to those one, they believe in him. He gave them the power to become a son of God. That means we become a son of God today because Jesus died on the cross for us. But this is the beauty of the good news. That is the beauty of the good news that we are Barabbas. Did you imagine a God who didn't have a name? The God who was living in heaven, the one who called everything in existence, took a flesh and dwelt among us. He even had a name. He became Jesus patient. Jesus Jeff. Jesus John. Just because he wants to relate it to you and they go pay your debt on the cross. That's why I was telling you, when you see this, you see this plan of what we were talking about here, the plan in the beginning. Okay, the plan is not coming. But when you read the blueprint, you'd have no idea about what the house is going to look like. When we see all those things, we think that Jesus was arrested. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's the magic of technology. Yeah. Then you see that Jesus was arrested. We say that makes no sense. Why we arrested Jesus? Why they judge him? Why they beat him? Why they put him on the cross? All of that is making no sense for you and I. We think that the people were unfair. But the truth, this was the plan, the plan for the kingdom. The kingdom has a plan of salvation that we cannot read. But today, when we see the result of the plan, we realize that that was actually the perfect plan for God. It was to save you and I. It was the perfect plan. If Jesus didn't die on the cross, we will be no way. We're not even going to be here in this room together. We're not even going to call each other brother and sister. I love the way Paul said that today in Christ, there's no gentle. He didn't say with Christ. He said in Christ, there's no gentle. There's no free people. There's no white. There's no black. There's no Caucasian. We are all one in Christ. And that happened because of what Christ did on the cross on that day. That means we are so poor of making choices. Except on that day, we chose Barabbas so that God, Jesus, can die on the cross so that you and I can be called the Son of God. But I have an invitation for you today. I don't know where you stand in your life. I don't know how, what is your relationship with God. I'm not here to judge you because me too, I was one of them. If it was not for Christ, I can guarantee you that I will never be married. If it was not for Christ, I can guarantee you that I cannot be a dad. If it was not for Christ, I can guarantee you that I cannot stand by this place and preaching the gospel. If it was not for Christ, I, my place, it's in prison now. If it was not for Christ, I was just the worst of the worst. But because of Jesus, because of what he did on the cross, because on that day, people cry and they shout and they cry for Barabbas. Actually, the truth is, they were choosing Jesus on that day. You know, I realized something also. Sometimes our problems is actually our solutions. What we think that can be the problem, actually that is our solution. Do you know the only way we can know that God is a Jehovah Jireh is only when we're missing nothing, we have a nothing. Because we miss everything, this is how he can come in our life as the provider. The only way we can know that God heals people is only if when we are sick. I realize that sometimes our problems can be our solution. On that day, we think that it was their problem to making the wrong choice. But the truth, this was the solution for humanity. This is the only way humanity was saved. I'm inviting you today. If you never received Christ in your life, I can guarantee you that you're losing nothing. You're just losing nothing. Because the guarantee, the truth is what? Death is part of life. Even if you didn't plan it. If, if you don't want it, you'll die one day. But the question is not to die. The question is how I'm dying. 
I know for sure for something, even if I die today, I'm dying in the cross. There's a guarantee for me to be one day in glory with the Lord. But this is why I encourage somebody today. But if you have been, you've been already a Christian, but you continue to act like Barabbas, you continue to choose Barabbas in your life in a way that you crucifying Jesus, please, we're going to ask you today at the end of the church, come outside there. You're going to find Pastor Jeff will be there. I'll be there. Anybody, all the leaders, they will be there. You can pray with one of us. If you never give your life to Christ, the opportunity also can be given to you. We're extending the invitation today. We want you to know that Jesus loves you because he was the perfect lamb of God. He came with a plan so that you and I, we can be called today the children of a higher God. Let us pray. Yahweh, when we were seeing the plan, we thought that something was wrong. God, I told that those people, they didn't know what they were doing. They were so ungrateful. Before I realized that was not the case, Yahweh. It was part of your plan to save humanity. It was people to choose Barabbas, Yahweh. God, we bless you for what you did. We bless you for who you are, God. We bless you, God, Yahweh. But my prayer is, God, the Holy Spirit that lives in us, allow him to continue to work hard and to convince us, Yahweh, God, to please you instead of pleasing our egos, Yahweh. To please you instead of pleasing our choices, Yahweh. To carry our cross daily and to follow you, Yahweh, God. Yahweh, thank you for what you're going to do today, Yahweh. I don't know if someone at this place wants to make things right with you, Yahweh. God, allow those people, God, to be able to connect once again with you, to find somebody that can pray with them, and then to continue their journey with you, Yahweh, God. God, we bless you for who you are, God. If someone wants to receive you today, God, let the work of the Holy Spirit to continue to convince. As the Bible says, nobody's coming to me unless the Father draw him. God, I bless you because, Jesus, you are the one and only Son of God. But because of your death on the cross, God, today all of us can be called the children of a higher God. We bless you for who you are. Thank you for your work of the cross once again. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.